This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. And she's back. That's how you, Deanne. Oh, I am good, Mark. It is good to be back on land, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's a good story. You're going to have to tell that one. That could, we could actually make a story out of that. It could be a story of the week. It should be a movie. Like, it's, it literally should be a movie. <laughs> so we're excited to be talking to you here every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio 1210, the number one talk station in Philly. If you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, mortgages, give us a call. We're here to answer. We always answer. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And our favorite listener, Mina, called me this week. She's been tuning in. She loves us. <laughs> she goes, everybody should listen to your show. <laughs> I said, we'll tell spread them. the word. Spread the word. And we're here every week to answer your questions, keep you informed any way we can help. So you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Asking Dr. A. I think it's a new series. It, it is a new series. And, of course, we have Mark's funny story. Got a good one for you. <laughs> we have our mortgage mom topic. Is what? What's that today? Mark, Mark, this never gets old. So everyone needs to stay tuned because these are the things not to do when applying for a mortgage. And then people constantly do it. <laughs> Mark, we also have our question and answer segment. And the first question is, we recently applied to have our PMI, which is your private mortgage insurance dropped. And the bank hired an appraiser to do an appraisal on our home. And mm. the comparisons that they used were nothing like our home. They weren't even in the same subdivision. <laughs> what do we do? Next question is, can you transfer a timeshare to an LLC and then have the LLC stop paying for the timeshare fees? Sounds like a good idea. 
<laughs> the next question is, how can I prove I do not own real estate property in New Jersey? This is a good one. I'll explain that one when we get to it. All right. Uh, next question is, looking at houses, we found one that has been completely redone, footings to rafters in many places, but without permits for the most part. <laughs> I'm yeah. worried about the future implications of trying to sell the home. What do we do? That actually happened to me at the convent. There's some good questions. Have, I'm sorry. We also have our topic of the day, which is empty nesters own twice as many large homes as millennials with kids. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, I'm right in there with them. Anyway, um, but first, Mark, give us your motiva motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, none of us will ever accomplish anything excellent or commanding except when he or she listens to this whisper, which is heard only by the person alone. Wow. So what that means is you listen yeah. to your gut, your old, the old gut. What, what you're hearing in your head is probably right. That's like the students. They take the damn real estate test, and I and a lot of them they'll get done the test early, and they go back and second guess their right. answers, and then they screw and then up. they miss by one gotta, or two, and those were the ones right. that they went back and changed. Yeah, and they call me up and they say, "Well, you have any refresher courses? I missed it by a couple." And then I ask them, "Did you get done early and go back and change your answers?" Oh yeah, I did that every time. <laughs> <laughs> so so where are we at? So Mark, we are up to. The market report. And there is Frank's bell. So, trends indicate positive, positive change in PA, says a 2024 housing market forecast. While 2023 says some challenges into the industry, NAR, Dr. Yun, believes real estate in Pennsylvania will see a positive change in this year coming. And he did some par webinar, which I'm not a big fan of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they discussed the 24 housing market forecast for Pennsylvania. And Jan shared the Pennsylvania data had been very similar to nationwide data. In November, nationwide sales were up 4% year over year, putting 2023 on track to be the third best year since 2008, the economic recession. Across the country, though, the big thing, it always comes up every week, lack of inventory was the problem for many home buyers faced last year. Inventory of existing homes remain low. We're down. I looked this morning. We're down to twenty nine hundred actives in Philly. Twenty nine months. Twenty nine hundred. A few months ago, we were at least forty one hundred. We 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 lost inventory again. So, and that's why some people they don't you know they don't listen to our show, and we're the only show talking about real estate, so they don't know it's a great time to sell. Home prices are remaining firm because of the lack of supply. While the builders are seeing an increase in business conditions now, building new homes, but that's time consuming. You know, it's they, we put out that one number every once in a while, startups. Yeah, that's from when they applied for the permits and hired the architect to get the house done. You're talking a year. You know? Yeah, sometimes, I mean, it can be as little as six months, but still it depends on the weather. Yeah, yeah, and then Pennsylvania is actually doing a little better than the nation. Pennsylvania is very affordable. The affordability is at least allowing middle-class Americans a little mm. better chance at homeownership in Pennsylvania, according to Dr. Young from uh, NAR. 
he he attributed you know past problems to the panscamic. He I don't think he called it the panscamic, but I don't think he did either. <laughs> but he said Pennsylvania specifically seen a two point three percent increase in job gains from March twenty twenty to twenty three. Pennsylvania is actually doing better than the nation. Pennsylvania is affordable. And the affordability, at least allowing middle-class Americans a little better chance at home ownership in Pennsylvania. So in the past three years, Pennsylvania has had one of the fastest price gains, too. We have not seen home prices rise this strongly in such a short time span. Um, mortgage rates drop. We were almost up to eight. Now we're down in the sixes. So he predicts the rates are going to decrease a little more. And that'll help buyers. And he says with more reasonable rates, people are going to be willing to sell their homes and that will help the inventory resulting in more home sales. He predicts home prices will remain stable through 24 uh, with not that big of change, but some change. And for commercial real estate, uh, Jan shared that the suburbs have been relatively fine. The cities have been a mixed bag because there's a ton of empty office space and real real uh, retail space in Philly. Retail space, yeah. I know. There's a lot of places. You can get a good deal renting something right now, uh, especially smaller stuff, because these landlords are sitting on a lot of empty space. Well, everybody was working from home, and they didn't need so much space. Overall, realtors experienced a couple of years of difficulty. He goes, he thinks that's in the past now. We're already seeing some positive trends in 24. Uh, we know it's going to be a positive. How much positive? There's some uncertainty. And I think if we get a new president that has some uh, leadership skills, uh, he thinks you should vote for Trump. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> but but <laughs> he, I, I think have a he, feeling that's going to be deleted. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's on that side. And uh, he wants. He wants a new guy. I'll say that much. Okay. We all, right. all want a new guy or girl. All right. Tell us about the rates. Speaking of new, so your 30-year fixed is at 6.875%. Your 15-year is at 6.25%. Your 30-year FHA, Mark, that's been hovering between 575 and 6.25%. It depends on the day. Um, your VA loan yeah. has been around the same as well. I mean, it's still a great time. To buy, it's an even better time to sell. But know your numbers, right? Don't just wait for the rates to go down. You can always refi. There's no prepayment penalties. You got to know the numbers. It's I told a class Saturday about your story on the cruise telling these realtors that are in the business that the average rate is 7 to 8% historically, and they didn't know that. Right. And, you know, they. I told them they should know that. Yeah. So that's the problem. I was talking to my, the girl that cuts my hair makes 150 grand a year because she makes phone calls every day. She lead generates. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you do that, you'll be fine. All right. With that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. 
If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99 including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. Hi, welcome back to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So we are up to Mark's funny story. And I got one for you. So Charlie, right, he's a new retiree greeter at Walmart, and he's ex-military, and but he just couldn't seem to get to work on time. Every day he was 5, 10, 15 minutes late. But he was a good worker, real tidy, clean-shaven, sharp-minded, and a real credit to the company, obviously demonstrating their older person-friendly policies. One day, the boss called him into the office. He talked. He said, Charlie, because I have to tell you, I like your worth ethic. You do a bang-up job. And when you finally get here, but you're being late so often, it's quite bothersome. He goes, yes, sir, I know. I'm working on it. He goes, well, good, because you're a team player, and and that's what I like to hear. He goes, yes, sir, I understand your concern. I'll try harder. He goes, it's uh, it seems puzzling to me. He goes, it's odd. You you know, you're coming in late. I know you're retired from the armed forces. What did they say there if you shut up late in the morning so often? And the older man looked down at the floor. He smiled. He chuckled quietly said with a grin he goes well they usually salute it and say good morning general how are you today would you like some coffee (laughs) (laughs) that was cute that was a good one that was a good one if you have a funny story please send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. All right. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Cat Sarris that just came back from a wondrous cruise with a bunch of realtors. Uh, I don't know if I would do that with a bunch of realtors. <laughs> and her Oh, you're going next I am, year. And her topic is things not to do when buying a house. So tell us what not Mark, to do. Every couple of months we really need to make sure that I do this because you know, it's it's so important when you're applying for a home loan and during the home loan process, there's a number of things that you should not do. And any of the following can greatly impact your ability to obtain a mortgage loan, or it can even delay your closing date. So it's important to avoid doing the following until after right. 
your loan has closed. That means you've gotten the keys, the ink has dried after. That's right. The first one is don't change your job. If you change jobs before or during the loan process, it can actually create some real problems in qualifying for a home loan, particularly if your new job is in a different line of work or at a lower rate of pay. And you got to have a job to start out with, too. Uh, please. I had somebody ask me yesterday <laughs> if they could get pre-approved. And I said, sure. Like, we just need to take an application. And they're, they're not employed. <laughs> anyway, during the loan process, it can also create time delays as the new job will need to be verified. Now, look, life happens. Sometimes during the process, you're going to get offered a better job, and that's okay. But we need to know about it ahead of time. Don't say yes until we talk. Right. There's a lot of times that we're, it will be okay. The next one is don't change banks or move your money around because moving your money to a new bank, it interferes with the verification process. It's best to leave your money where it is until your loan closes unless it's otherwise been recommended by your loan officer. That's a good one. The other one is don't deposit cash. Now, there are circumstances where somebody might have a nail salon or a hair salon, and it's custom for them to deposit a certain amount of cash. Before, it used to be no cash. But now they've they've changed the guidelines around where it's a certain percentage of what your salary is. But again, we need to talk about it before you deposit any money into your um, account. Such things as your paycheck or gift checks, that can all be verified, but cash deposits can sometimes cause a problem. So we need to talk about it before you do that. Yeah. And I, I remember, we, you know, we always said, you know, no big deposits, no big withdrawals during the pending stage. Yeah. The withdrawals, I mean, aren't so much. It's more or less the deposits. They just want to make sure that you didn't take a loan out in order to purchase this home. And that's where the cash came from. The old mattress money. Exactly. That's what we used to call it. The next Jack Russian. I was talking to Jack Russian and he, uh, he used to keep money in suit coats. <laughs> I told him a, uh, a story about my uncle Sonny when he died and my aunt was going through, he had about eight grand in cash <laughs> in, all, in all of his suit coats. <laughs> Thank God he didn't forget to take it out when he had them dry clean. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next one is don't make any major purchases. And I, I don't know how to stress this enough, but many borrowers make the mistake of buying a new car or other major purchases like furniture for a house that they, they don't even own. And this is without realizing the impact that it can have on their ability to buy a home. So a new monthly payment can affect the amount you can qualify for and actually make it difficult to get your loan approved. So don't apply for those Raymore and Flanagan, you know, credit cards. Number one, it could drop your score. And number two, that monthly payment that you have could make you ineligible. So again, we need to talk about any major purchases. Yeah, and sometimes you run into these people that we always talk about the guy that bought the truck, you know, because now yep. he had a driveway and then he didn't qualify. And now he lives in his truck. Yeah, and now he couldn't buy the house. <laughs> The other big one, Mark, is don't close any credit card accounts. People sign on that dotted line and they see Jesus. They they want to close all their credit card accounts. They want to fix things. 
And if you close a credit card account, it can affect your your ratio of, you know, to debt to income available. Yep. And whenever you close a credit card, you're telling the credit card company that you can't manage that debt. If the credit card company closes it, it's not going to affect your score. But if you do it, it's definitely going to have an impact. 75 points per card, right? At least. The other one is don't apply for any new credit of any kind. Did I say of any kind? Yes. Because you're going to receive invitations to apply for new lines of credit. Don't respond. If you do, the company will pull your credit and this will have an adverse effect on your credit score. Likewise, you don't want to establish new lines of credit for furniture, appliances, computers. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes going through this process, I tell people you need to get an authorized account. You need to open up a new account. And that's because they don't have any credit. All right. There's a major difference. Yeah, no, the last one no credit's is, worse than bad credit. Well, it's easier to, to establish a credit score with no credit. I know that, but no credit. So you never got in you quicker. never got in the game. You got up to the plate and never even took a swing. Yep. That's what I don't understand about that. OPM, other people's money. Well, and also they're they're not educated about it. Yeah. So the last one is don't fail to disclose financial or credit information. You know, surprises during the loan process, they can make it difficult for the lender to approve your loan. So disclose to me any upfront information that's going to happen. You get a collection, um, you know, any potential problem, we can work it out. I'm not the mortgage police and we can definitely walk through it and figure out a solution. Yeah, you want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anybody does have any questions, there's no cost. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call me. As Mark said in the beginning, I do. we do answer the phone. Yep. 609-605-7153. And all this information can also be found on my website at mortgagemom.net. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we've been preaching this for 15 years, and you know, it's a shame. I was telling the class Sunday, if I could get all 1.5 million people to listen to our show one week, we'd have a bunch of listings and a bunch of people would know it's a great time to buy and a good time to get a mortgage. And we'll, we'll wait till after the presidential election. Oh, well, you know what? You're going to miss something. Why wait? You only go around once. The only thing with that too, Mark, is you're also going to have an opportunity where you're going to be in an extremely competitive market. You know, I talked to somebody on Friday and, you know, they're, they're, they want to buy an investment property and they want to buy it now before they have to go up against competitive bids. That's right. It's a good time to buy. Yeah. It's always a good time to buy, no matter what. In 2008, the worst market in history, I, I, there was tons of sales. We still made money. Exactly. You're involved in it one way or the other. You're paying somebody's mortgage or you're paying your landlord's mortgage. So. All right, Mark. So coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right. Very good. So that was a good topic because you got to remind. That's like the 80-20 rule. We got to do that whenever so often just to remind people. Agreed. All right, so with that, you've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Murphy, Ann and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. I feel good today. So what's the first question? <laughs> it's all that coffee you just had. And when I just downed. <laughs> all right, the first question is, we recently applied to have our PMI, which is your private mortgage insurance dropped, and the bank hired an appraiser to do an appraisal on our home. The comparisons they used were nothing like our home and not even in our subdivision. And the house he did use to make their assessment, they were near a trailer park. <laughs> what do we do? I had this problem a couple of times and I've been involved in this. And I told you about that one appraisal company with that bank that said they don't even do appeals. I was like, what? Yep. No. And this can happen. Like I've had this problem with the convent because- there's not too many houses like I'm in Foxy's and I don't know of another house exactly like my house in the whole area, like at <laughs> all, because it was a convent. So, and I've had appraisers compare me to capes and a couple traditionals, but like, you know, it's an oddball. I used to, when I used to teach re- realtors uh, how to do market uh, uh, analysis, I used to give them my address and say comp this house because I knew they were going to have a tough time with it. But like in this situation, you got to appeal that appraisal and, and you got to talk to that bank and that lender and say, yo, like, you know, and then I would talk to an agent. You could probably hire an agent and not pay them something to uh, do a market analysis for you and find better comps. And that should be appealed. I mean, if they didn't even use apples to apples and then he picked one out of your subdivision next to a trailer park, I think that's going to affect your values. So <laughs> yeah, especially the trailer park part, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you got to appeal that. And I'll tell you what, if you don't ask the answers. No, no. 
That's right, because you got it. Now, a lot of people just go along, oh, oh, really? No, you fight back. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? You definitely have to fight back. And and that's a that's a funny story, too, For because on the cruise, you know, my husband kept ordering a drink, and I was with my son and his girlfriend. And every time I, they brought this certain drink to my husband, it was a martini. That's all he wanted was a martini. There's nothing in it except vodka, vodka. and it's shaking <laughs> over ice, right? They kept bringing him a dirty martini. They kept bringing him all these. And, he's, and by the by the third time, you had like five servers standing around him waiting for him to take a sip to see if the, he was going to like this drink. And he, just, he kept saying no, and he would put them down in front of him, and then I would start drinking them because I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait for my drink because everybody was taking care of him. Well, my son's girlfriend got so mad that he wanted this the way that he wanted it, and right. and there's no reason why he shouldn't get it. She it was she wouldn't even sit next to him anymore. She wanted to sit at a different table. It was funny, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you you have to get what you want and as long as you're nice about it and yeah, it usually be works nasty. out for your benefit that's right all, all right. right what's the next question the next question is can you transfer a timeshare to an llc and then have the llc stop paying the timeshare fees <laughs> now this is a way to get out of uh paying the yearly fees and the taxes and all that stuff but you know what in the end do it just doing an LLC is not going to protect you. It just takes. You're longer. still going to be responsible. It just takes longer. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll just drag it out, but eventually they're going to foreclose on, on that timeshare, and then you know you're not going to have it anymore. But and it could affect your credit. Most of the times, they just take them back and sell them to somebody else. Well, it does. But, it definitely uh, affects your credit. But like to have an, an LLC is not going to protect you on not paying. Right. You're still liable. What's the next? All right. One? The next question is, how do I prove I do not own real estate property in New Jersey? This is a good one. And here's the situation. This guy moved out of the country, right? And he had a property in Jersey. Jersey's brutal. I know somebody that <laughs> has a place in Jersey right now, Shore House, and they're trying to tell them that that's their primary. They're brutal, man. The, the Jersey, I don't know, man. That's why they're number two in the country with people fleeing. They're just tax crazy. Well, and taxes are ridiculous. So anyway, this guy, Jersey's telling him that he they own a property. And this other, wherever he's at, saying they want proof that he doesn't own a property. This is like proving, it's hard to prove a negative. Like, uh, but there's nothing there. Well, How do you do prove title, nothing's sir? there? Yeah, and that's what the answer to this question is. You could do a title search, and maybe you sign some kind of affidavit swearing that you don't have anything in New Jersey. But, like, to prove that you don't have something, I'm trying to think of an analogy. Uh, oh, you paid off a mortgage in back in 72, and that bank's been gone forever, and it shows up. So how do you prove you paid that off? And a lot of times, we probably still run into this now, how do you prove that you paid that off and the bank's gone? I got a, I got a better you one. You know, it's like, how do you how do you prove something that doesn't do exist? I had somebody that had a common name, like that Smith story you would tell, right? Yeah, Smith I had Johnson. somebody that had a common name and they were delinquent on their child support. 
they didn't have a child. Yeah. So how do you prove that one? They couldn't even, like the kid, the guy was too young to have a child that old. (laughs) His kid was older than he was. (laughs) Almost. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff. How do you prove that when there's, you don't have anything you can get to prove it? Right. Anyway. So anyway, what's the next one? The next one's a long one. The next question is, this is a long one. Um, looking at houses, we found one that has been completely redone, footings to rafters in many places, but without permits for the most part. The original house was from 1908. It was redone and added onto in the 1970s, right. and the current owner redid nearly everything in the two between 2000s and 210. We like the house, but I'm worried about the future implications of trying to sell a house of entirely unpermitted work. See, now this has happened. I had this happen to me at the at the convent. And now there's some things you could do. You could go to the township. You could have them do an inspection on the property and grandfather you in some permits, if possible. But that would depend on that everything would look, came out all right, or else you could be opening a can of worms and them coming up with a list. But, you know, if it's that old, I don't know. It might not be a big-time issue uh, unless there's issue with the actual work. Like some home inspector took a look at some of this stuff and said, wow, who did this stuff? It's terrible. Do you got permits right. for this? But, I mean, every deal is different. And you're dealing with a house from 1908 that's been rehabbed twice. You know, so the chances of even if they did pull the permits, do they still have them from the 70s? You know, they might not. Good luck. Yeah, so I mean, th- yeah. it's it's a tough question to answer, but you could go to the township and explain the scenario and have somebody come out and get post-repair an permits. You know, it's according right. to what township, too. What right. state? I wouldn't do that in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Not. I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Uh, there were some good questions. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Now, stay tuned because coming up next is our topic of the day. And it's empty nesters own twice as many large homes as millennials with kids. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting topic. So with that. You're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. If you're planning on listing your home, 
home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is empty nesters own twice as many large homes as millennials with kids. And we've been giving out some statistics about millennials and baby boomers and Gen Xers and and everything else, and like the 48% of people that rent. But I thought this was inter- interesting because empty nest empty nest baby boomers own 20% of the nation's large homes, while millennials with kids own just 14%. The landscape – now, this goes a little bit with uh, dinks over the last two weeks. Remember I talked about the dinks? Right. They're, they're just yep. all about themselves. They don't want no kids. They're just going to go to the grave, and it's going to be one dink looking at another dink. <laughs> The landscape has transformed. <laughs> I have to remember that line. The landscape has transformed over the last decade. Ten years ago, young families were just as likely as empty nesters to own large homes. Empty nest baby boomers own nearly three in ten, twenty-eight percent point two percent are the large homes in the U.S. That's twice as many as millennials with kids, who just own fourteen percent of the country's homes, according to a new report from Redfin technology-powered real estate brokerage, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Additionally, 7.5% of the country's large homes are owned by baby boomers with households of three adults or more. This category likely consists of mostly of adult children living with their boomer parents. The report is based on uh, this thing from the U.S. Census and Redfin, and and they talk about some of the empty nesters and refer to households. Anyway, it's worth noting that even though millennials with kids own half as many large homes as empty nesters, there are more millennials than baby boomers. Millennials make up roughly 28% of the country's adult population, the largest share of any generation. They're followed by the boomers, 27%, the Gen Xers at 25%, and the Gen Zs at 12%. Baby boomers own an outside share of large homes for several reasons. There's not much financial incentive to let go of a large home. Most 54% of boomers who own a home have no mortgage. 54% have no mortgage. From that group, that I was telling the students last week about that group. That group sitting on a $400,000 house that's not making any money. Buy a damn yeah. two by two and make five grand a month. For that group, the median monthly cost of owning a home, which includes insurance, property taxes, among other costs, is just $612 a month. For the boomers who do not have, a, that do have a mortgage, nearly all have a much lower interest rate than they would if they sold or bought a house different with today's higher rates. Even if they downsize, they may nearly have an identical monthly mortgage payment. 
For millennials and GCers, though, it's harder to find afford a home. Large homes are in short supply, largely due to this, uh, the mortgage rates and this lack of inventory we've had for, what, five years? Maybe longer. I can't remember the last buyer's market has been so long. The last buyer's market, yeah. in reality, when I think about that, I've got to talk a bit, think about that for next week. Large homes are also hard to afford. 2023 was the least affordable home buying year on record. It was especially hard for younger Americans who don't have equity from a prior home. Some young Americans don't want to own a home. A recent survey found 12% of millennials believe they'll never own a home and aren't interested in home ownership at all. And 7% they don't plan to buy because they don't want to maintain a home. Well, I think they're going to grow up and realize that that's a bad strategy. Boomers built wealth. Many older Americans benefited from the abundance of newly built homes in favorable economic conditions during the prime money-making years. During the 90s economic boom, those homes proved to be good investments. Home values have grown four times faster than incomes over the last several decades. Home values have grown four times faster than incomes over the last several decades. Today, boomers hold half of the wealth in the U.S., and much of it's in real estate. Boomers are older, so they had more time to buy homes. There are unlikely to be a flood of large homes hitting the market anytime soon because of these empty nesters are sitting still. But it is the best time to buy, but most of them don't know that. They no longer have children living in a home. They don't need as much space. The problem for the younger families who wish their parents' generation would list their big homes, boomers don't have that motivation to sell, financially or otherwise. They typically have low housing costs, and the bulk of the boomers are in their 60s, still young enough that they can take care of themselves and their home without help. Still, some boomers are ready to downsize into a condo, move somewhere for retirement, and the mortgage rate lock in effect starting to ease, so even there, there won't be a flood, there's going to be a trickle of boomers selling. I think, I think there's going to be more than a trickle in uh, 24. Many young families are renting large homes in the meantime. Millennials with kids take up one quarter, 24.8% of the three-bedroom-plus rentals in the U.S. The my, my drummer's looking for uh, a three-bedroom rental right now. Uh, the largest share of any generational category, followed by millennials without kids, 11.6%. Empty nest boomers take up the next highest share, 11.3% of three-bedroom-plus rentals. 45% of empty nesters own big homes, almost double the share of millennials with kids. Do you, so, you know, this is some interesting statistics here because it's going to affect us in the future. Nearly, and then the above addresses the share of large homes by each generation. In looking at the share of each generation in a household that owns large homes, they found that empty nest baby boomers are almost twice as likely as millennial families to own a three-bedroom plus home. Nearly half, 45.4% of one to two-person boomer households own larger homes. Just one quarter, 27% of households consistent of millennials with kids own large homes. Roughly 3% of Gen, Gen Zers with kids own homes. So, you know, this whole thing about, you know, like China's pushing for people to have kids. Like there's... Uh, and our our population numbers well, they, are down. They're reversing that policy because that they stop. They wanted them to stop having. Yeah, you kids. could only have one. Now they they're telling right. them to have two or three. 
but because they're worried about the, the the population being too old and not enough workers. You can't have all queens and kings. So I got some more on this. Maybe I should talk <laughs> some more about this next week because this is pretty long. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like I, I, I really, I like these kind of statistics, you know, on on the groups. But I mean, uh, maybe I'll pick it up from uh, what type of home do the rest of the millennial kids really live in? I'll pick it up from there next week. No, that would be great. All right, so now we are up to our business segment with Dr. A, and today we're going to start a series. How does the D, the I, the S, and the C personalities? Feel and approach AI. How are you, Dr. Wilson? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We are good. And this is going to be an interesting topic because everybody's talking about it and most people don't understand it. Yeah, and I, th- I think a while ago we talked about it just in general regarding regarding what AI was. So it'll, it's going to be really interesting to uh, get a perspective uh, from, from how the different behavioral styles actually uh, probably look at it. All right. So let's start. We're going to start with the D. Now, I'm a D, the and a D, and I'll tell you my thoughts, and then you tell me as Dr. Abelson, the expert. Now, me, I'm worried about not so much me. Now, my web guy, he's working on some A&I ideas for my website for the school and all that. But me, I'm worried about real estate agents and small business people that don't know that much about it, but are being fed this constantly and are going to use this rather than actually talk to people that's my fear what do you think i i think what i I think what's going on with the d's is they're just um normally i say the the c's are cynical but i think the d's are going to be more cynical with ai and they're going to look at it you know more more closely i was just listening to a webinar uh this morning about ai uh, and and it was what what they were saying is how they look at it, and this is a C approach. Is that we're gonna we're gonna use it for research, and then we're gonna look to see whether we agree with it or not, or where it might be wrong, and then we're going to correct it. Um, which, which you know to me is a is, is a very very typical D approach to just about anything because the D's want to feel in control and want to be in control of it. Uh, and they are going to be questioning of uh, how do we uh, use this thing that we know nothing about uh, and we don't have data to determine whether it's accurate or not. Uh, and we don't want to make, uh, we, we need to be in the leadership situation here. So we're going to make sure that it's right. Uh, and we'll keep on testing it out. And to me, as a D, this sounds like something I'm passing off for somebody else to do. Like, I, I, I want to be in the loop. Oh, you have to. But I don't right. want to have to do it. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about AI anyhow, and that is it, it saves a lot of time because it does do a lot of research for you. Dan, what are we going to say? No, I feel like I hired four more employees with it. Um, and then I have someone on my staff that's actually setting up everything for it. So... Um, I don't have to do anything, but I, um, I can't wait. I have a web guy that my guy's starting for Philadelphia real estate classes, but I'll tell you another negative story I've seen because I'm in a band. I play guitar. I write music. And then they're pushing this AI for musicians. So if you're writing a song and you get stuck somewhere in the middle, you get AI to come in and finish your damn song for you, which to me ticks me off. Like, 
I think if you write a song, you should be writing a whole damn everything, not some computer. Well, the the other problem with that is, too, if they're going to the Internet to, to find the tunes, then you have a copyright infringement possibility and you're not even aware of it because they're doing the work. But anyhow, I, I think we're just about up for today. So we can continue with the D or go to the I, the S or the C next time. But if people have questions uh, or want to get into this more, just contact me at DR period A at Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. Yeah, this is an interesting topic. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you, Dr. A. All right. Thanks, Dr. A. You're welcome, guys. And if you have any questions, you can email Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net, or you can give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net, or give me a call at 609 605 7153. And a special thanks for all of our listeners for tuning in all these years. We're nine shows away from a thousand, Deanne. Big party. And yeah, so stay come tune in every uh Saturday, one o'clock here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we hope to make you a, a faithful listener. And you can listen to this show at our uh, past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, also at WPHT. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All All positive, positive, all all the the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.